Hello and welcome to Talking About My Generation, a pop culture podcast dedicated to children of the 80s, 90s, and even into the 21st century. If you're new to the show, welcome. On this podcast, we'll discuss movies, video games, and television shows that we grew up on. This week, we are returning back to our failed franchises February. I do have Mike back with me. Hello, Mike. Oh, when will it ever end? God. I know, I know. These are horrible, horrible things, but I want to beat the hell out of them just so that people go, okay, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Some people with the final piece of the discussion today, some people might say, oh, no, you guys are so wrong, because I know the final piece that we're going to talk about today, some people in this universe actually really love that show. Um, Which, really, they should. Outside of the voice acting, they really shouldn't. Yeah, and I mean, even then, the voice acting was still not all that great. But we'll we'll get to that. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's start. We're going to start with one one that I still cannot believe got past the censors. I I don't know how this ended up on Nickelodeon, of all places. (laughs) Okay? This was the Butt Ugly Martians. Uh, Came out on Nickelodeon in... Uh, sometime between 2001-2002. Just... uh, This thing was awful. I'm going to start with that. Okay? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You get these Martians that are... Basically, you have the butt-ugly Martians, or bum, that are forced to invade planets for the evil Emperor Bog. When they get to Earth, they find out that American culture really isn't all that bad. "Eh, We're not going to... We're not going to hurt it. We're just going to pretend to be occupying the planet. They make friends, and they decide that they're going to hang out on Earth as long as Emperor Bog never finds out. Okay. Anybody else see a problem with this? <laughs> yeah. It was it was awful, it, and the animation was horrible. I mean, this was, this was the start, really, of computer animation for, for television shows, and it clearly shows. I mean... I'm going to make a comparison. I know that some people are probably going to be like, oh my god, I can't believe you just did that. You have Reboot, which was on ABC around this time, and then you have the Butt Ugly Martians. Oh my god, I can't believe you just did that. Come on, Mike. <laughs> no, Reboot was Reboot was good. Reboot was decent animation compared to Butt Ugly Martians. Well, true, but usually when people think of... Um the dawn of the CGI animation. They think of reboot before they think of this turd. Oh yeah, and, and that's the whole thing is that you're going to want to remember reboot and forget this thing. Yeah. Well, let, let me talk about some of the saving graces, and even then, they still really couldn't save this. Okay, let's talk. No. About, let's talk about the voice actors here for a minute. Because, really, I, I, I hate to shame them by bringing this up and mentioning that they actually did this. But you had people like Charlie Schlatter. Uh, Jess Arnell. Yes. Kath Susi. Rob Paulson. Oh, uh, Rob. I guess he needed a check that week. Yeah, that was basically that it. year. Well, and this is the thing is that he, he looked at it he goes, the script is awful. The cartoons are awful. But hey, you know what? They're paying for me, and they had this huge thing. Rob talks about it on his podcast. He said, he goes, mm-hmm. yeah, they flew us out to the UK. We were meeting in Great Britain. We had this huge launch out there, and then crickets. <laughs> and he said that it was just absolutely horrible. He, he, they got two seasons out of this thing, and I'm surprised that they even got that much out of it. Now, general, okay, well, not generally, but sometimes nowadays... 26 episodes would be one season because they really want shows nowadays. Like back then, we had a lot of first-run syndication shows where you had to have 65 half hours, you know, going in already almost. And, you know, Gem, Transformers, He-Man, She-Ra, all that. Well, well, yeah, She-Ra. She-Ra made it to 93 episodes. So, uh, you know, back then, you know, a decade before But Ugly Martians... 65 episodes was one season for He-Man. Yeah. He-Man had 130 episodes. Thundercats, same thing. 65 episodes was, you know, one season or so. 
And nowadays you look at it and some shows are 13, 13, 13, 13. You get four seasons out of it and you get just enough to hit 65. Other shows will do a season. Like right now, I'm, I'm just starting to watch Hulk and the Agents of Smash on Netflix. That first season has 26 episodes. The second season, if the show got picked up, I don't know. I'm not looking at it. I'm assuming it did. It's, it's Marvel. It's Disney. It, everybody loves the Hulk and all that yeah. stuff. You know, so I'm not saying that the show is bad. I'm loving it so far. Oh, um, yeah. But it's one of those things where the second season is probably going to be 26 episodes, and then if they get a third season, it'll be 13 episodes. That'll reach the 65 for syndication on other networks. Um, you know, so the fact that it took the bums two seasons to get 26 episodes is just crazy. Like, I, I couldn't... I honestly don't even remember watching this show, folks. Yeah. It, um, I had to go on YouTube and look it up, and I was like, what is this? What is this crap? Let's just call it what it is. Well, I think. yeah, but I mean, it just... <laughs> yeah. I, the premise is, like, so asinine and stupid. Yeah. I, it, <laughs> well, it, and what I hate about it is, like, the characters, okay, you had Bebop Aluna, who was one of the Martians, and he's this kind of showy leader type of role, and he's, you know, he's always coming up with things on the fly, and he pulls stuff out of his ass to, to make things work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's, he's, I'm going to make the comparison only because there is, there's a lot of comparisons going on here with this and Ninja Turtles. I don't mean this in a good way. <laughs> Bebop Aluna was kind he was supposed to be kind of like Leo and Raph put together because Raph had that attitude Bebop Aluna <laughs> kind of had a little bit of a temper as well right uh, just uh, yeah they're all kind of just these teenager type characters you know you've got two fruit two tea fruity God God Somebody, please, call little Richard and let him know that he can sue these people. Uh, <laughs> these names are awful. You have to, uh, at the end of this this show, <laughs> you have to play Tootie Fruity by little Richard. You really do, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You know. So bad. Uh, that, and... You know, I, I hate saying this. Tutti Fruity. God, just so awful. He was their mechanic, a.k.a. Donatello. Or Wildcat if you want to tailspin it out. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, he was supposed to be this mechanical prodigy. and he Anything that he could find, he was kind of like a MacGyver type character. Just Now that's an insult. Yes. <laughs> even, even I know that's an insult. Yes. Okay, he was the MacGyver of the Martians, and just, uh, um... Good Lord. And, and Rob, I, I, you know, if you ever listen to this, by God, I love you, sir, but this was not one of your better roles, I'm sorry. There's only so much... See, I don't blame him, and I don't discount his voice acting in this, because his voice is great. Oh, yeah. It's the characterization... And the writing that sucks. I mean, yeah. and you know, I, I'm, I'm actually. Um, well, what? I, I'm, I'm at, well, I'm, I'm actually being a hypocrite here when I say this because I am one of the few people that I know that completely loathes the Green Lantern movie for the fact that they have Ryan frigging Van Wilder Reynolds playing Hal Jordan, and it's Ryan Reynolds' typical comedy acting role and everybody my buddy Steve Megatron always says dude you gotta get over it it's the writing it's not his fault and I'm like oh yes it is it's his fault <laughs> and here I'm saying that this isn't Rob Paulson's fault it's the writing no on that I will agree but yeah. I, I had the one issue that I had with this was that you know maybe five six years before we'd heard almost the exact same voice coming out of Yakko Warner and for it to yeah. be pulled back for a butt ugly Martian, ah. Uh. Well, 
Again, I don't blame Rob for that because, you know, and he said it on his podcast. He even told me in the two interviews I've done with him, when you go in and they tell you what kind of voice they want, you do you, you, you can give them what they want and maybe you could take one take and give them what you think it should sound like. But pretty much if they tell you, we want somebody that sounds like this all the time. <laughs> you have to do that because this is the job that you're being paid for. Yep. You know, and you know, I made the joke, and it, it's nothing against Rob. I make this joke about any uh, anyone in Hollywood about, oh, I guess they needed to get paid that that year or something or other. You know, sometimes you got to take roles that you don't particularly want. Oh, I know yeah. of. Um, I'm getting a little off track here, but there was one thing that one interview that I've done in the past six or seven years that said there was one job he just flat out said no to. That was Steve Bloom. He went in for some anime thing, and it turned it out. It turned out to be TP. And I'm not talking about toilet paper, folks. Um. He said, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, there's just no way I can do tentacle porn. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, th- there are limits. Yeah, so, I mean, like, like, so, you know, th- there are limits, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I, I will say that there were certain people in this, though. Yeah, I mean, Jess Harnell, again, great voice actor. Coming in, one of the, you know, one of the previous Animaniacs, along with Rob Paulson, Jess Harnell was Wacko Warner, mm-hmm. you know, and you've got him coming along in this, and he's doing, you know, God, he's the same damn thing. Duwa has a huge appetite and loves milkshakes, hamburgers, junk food, and all other unhealthy foods. My <laughs> God, this is a straight ripoff of Turtles. This is making my head hurt. This is making <laughs> so, my head hurt. Basically, folks, do not watch this show. Yeah. Um, shall we move on to the lion's den? Yeah, I think we need to. We're, we're, we're going to get off of this here. We're going to move on to the NBC show, Father of the Pride. <laughs> what is NBC thinking? Trying to do an adult anime, American adult animated television series. You know, I don't know. I, I don't know. This was, this was. I, I will say that the the CGI that was used for this was better than But Ugly Martians. Right. But this was dreamed up from the mind of Jeffrey Katzenberg and DreamWorks Animation. Um, this was not a shining star in DreamWorks's cap. It, you know, this is not a feather in their cap. This was awful. This is not, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what's worse, this or flushed away. <laughs> I mean, oh. if you, if, folks, uh, if you get a chance, go over to geekcastradio.com, look at, in, in the search bar, put Tooncast Beyond Season 2 Schedule. I did an entire season of the podcast reviewing Nothing but DreamWorks films. We start with Shrek and we end with I don't even know. Like I, I think we ended with Flushed Away, or something. And from Shrek to Flushed Away, they get worse and worse and worse as it goes. That's just my personal opinion. Other people might like them. I don't know. Whatever. Um, yeah. I, but I mean, the worst part was that Flushed Away. I kind of liked it because it was it was it was a conglomeration of DreamWorks and Ardman Animation. It, it was. Mm-hmm. The, the characterization that they had, the, the acting, you know, the style was okay. Mm-hmm. And I liked the style, but it wasn't great. This, Father of the Pride. No, yeah. You know, and. <laughs> oh my God, are you serious? Wow. Again, I, I, I guess they needed to have, you know, and I, I don't know why this guy would need a role. Or, or a paycheck that that week, but I'm looking at the father of the applied major cast of characters. Yeah, we'll talk about the major voice cast in a minute. But one of the supporting characters in a cameo role 
donkey eddie murphy from the shrek films oh yeah i see i i watched one episode of father of the pride when it came out folks and i never went back um yeah there this is uh, uh, wow and the whole thing like i said it was birthed from jeffrey katzenberg's brain you know he came up with the ideas because he came up with the idea because he went to go see siegfried and roy in vegas and said huh you know, I wonder what it would be like for those lions. What 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 must life like be like for them? You know, they're earning a living and going through and like really, really, you have a bunch of white lions and you're wondering how they live in Vegas. <laughs> All right, I'm just gonna. We're not gonna spend too much time on this show, obviously, but I, I have to write uh, just just run down these these uh, these voice actors here in this yeah. show. You have Fred Flintstone. Dan Connor himself, John Goodman as Larry the Lion. Mm-hmm. You have Cheryl Hines as Samadhi's daughter. You have Danielle Harris. You have Daryl Sabata or Sabara. Carl Reiner. You have frigging Carl Reiner. Yes. <laughs> as the grandfather. Uh, Orlando Jones. That's hilarious. You know, I think that he's funny, but there's only so much you can do. <laughs> You know, this is just not, yeah. Julian Holloway and David Herman as Siegfried and Roy. That's just... Mm-hmm. Uh, I already mentioned Eddie Murphy. You have Lisa Kudrow, Phoebe herself. Yep. Danny DeVito, John O'Hurley. Oh, I, I love Chimmy Yinchanga. The, 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 uh, Tress McNeil, yeah. You know, Tress McNeil comes on and pulls off a pair of, quote-unquote, lesbian or maybe bisexual... Fiesta Babe Gophers. Oh my God! And then yeah. you got Wendy Malick, Andy Richter, Gary Marshall, David Spade, Kelsey Grammer, Greg Sipe, Seth MacFarlane, Don Stark, John DiMaggio, Amanda Peet, John DiMaggio again. Mm. I don't know why he's listed twice. Oh, different characters. Um, uh, Dennis Leary, Dom DeLuise, uh, Julia Sweeney, Brian George, and Polly Shore. Okay, okay, okay. Holly Shore plays a character named Justin. Justin is a Jewish adolescent lion with a mop-top haircut. He is Sierra's boyfriend and an aggressive but unskilled poker player. Yes. I uh, I remember um, seeing that episode. And, uh, yeah. This should tell you, this is like you can tell where the money went for this show. The voice acting. It went into the voice acting. It went into the computer animation. They were paying $2.5 million an episode to oh make this film. Oh, my God. And this is NBC, folks. I mean, the, and NBC is, you know, cemented television legacy. Yeah. I mean, you know, I can, I can see making fun of this show for that kind of money if it was on, like, FX or... Comedy Central or Adult Swim, but I mean, this is the national broadcasting company, people. Now, NBC has done some shitty things in their history. They've done some really crappy things to some shows that I've enjoyed, but why in the hell they put out this much money for this cartoon is beyond me. Yeah. I, I... You know, it was it was okay for what it was, but some of the stuff that they had on, they, they did a whole episode with Matt Lauer and how uh, Siegfried had a thing for Matt Lauer and going back and forth with that. And I was just like, this is creepy. This is really, really fucking creepy. Yeah. You know, and then, of course, there was a whole thing of when this show came out, it was shortly after... Roy had been attacked. Roy Horn had been attacked by their lion. Damn. See, that's, that's completely bad timing on their part. Yeah. Like, seriously? Really? Yeah, and that was the thing is that Siegfried and Roy actually saw it, and they're like, oh, no, you need to keep going with this. We think it's hilarious. We want more and more and more of this fighting going on. And it just kind of it fell apart. I think that that was just, you know, the timing with when the lion attack happened, you know, when the tiger attack happened, whatever it was, the animal attacking Roy, mm-hmm. 
the show coming out and, and them going, well, maybe... No, this thing had death knell written all over it. Oh, my God, yes. You know, just... I love some of the actors, and, and they really, really pushed this thing and, and put this thing out like hell. I mean, they were... They were promoting this during the 2004 Summer Olympics. They were promoting this left and right. I mean, just all over the place. I remember seeing videos. I remember going when I went to Comic-Con. They had posters that they were handing out, you know, all sorts of crap. And, yeah, this is one that DreamWorks kind of goes, we're glad we're not really putting our name on this and acknowledging this anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's time for detention, folks. Yes. Now, this one, um, detention, what can we say about detention? Detention is for the bad kids. Recess is for the good kids. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously, folks, detention is, it is a uh, Kids WB uh, animated series premiered, wow. It premiered two years on the to the day before the attacks. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> um, it was created by Bob Duchette. Uh, the TV series is about a group of rebellious preteens from Benedict Arnold Middle School who continually find themselves in detention. Now. They continually find themselves in detention. You go over to ABC or wherever that show or wherever recess was originally. I think it was ABC. Yeah. The whole ABC it, one Saturday morning. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It's recess is a show about the everyday aspect of what goes on at recess in between lunch and, and classes. So this is the complete polar opposite of that. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I. God, this isn't as because it's kids WB for me. It was kind of like ignorable. Yeah, uh, it, it 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 isn't as. I I know I'm gonna say this, but it isn't as much of a mark on an animation studio than that Father of the Pride is. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying this is better than Father of the Pride. I'm not saying it's worse than Father of the Pride. It probably is. But it's one of those things where you just expect a show like this to show up on Kids WB. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much saying the best parts of it. Uh-huh. Uh, I remember watching a couple of episodes of this thing only because they kept it on, like, throughout the season. And other things, you know, other channels were showing repeats at this point, and I'm like, well, whatever the hell this is, I guess I'll watch it. And I watched it and went, "This is this is a total rip off of Recess." Mm-hmm. You know, the, the kids all screw around and they all do bad things and they all end up in detention. You've got, I mean, it, they have kids that are basically, you know, T.J. Detweiler. You've got, mm-hmm. you know, you've got a kid who's who's just like T.J. Detweiler, and you look at it, he's got the hat on backwards, and I'm mm-hmm. like, really? Mm-hmm. You know, you've got Eugenia P. Kiskilia, who was the coach, and it's Miss Finster. Uh, well, not quite uh, Miss Finster, but this poor version of Miss Finster. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> The comparisons are horrible, and I hate making that, but this the is char- why. <laughs> the characters in Recess, and Recess is not bad, folks. I'm not sitting here talking oh, no. about Recess. No, no, no. The characters in Recess all had heart, and they all had character depth. These are like basically what happens when Gru allows the minions to use the copy machine. <laughs> Look, but. You yes. know, that's, that's pretty much what this is. Yeah, the, <laughs> oh man, man! I have a segue for our next bit, but I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. With this. Yes. Okay, I'm um, going to the butts just yet. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. But <laughs> let's talk about this voice cast because the voice cast. This is the killer thing. There really was a really good voice cast for this series. Mm-hmm. You've got Tara Strong, Tara Strong, mm-hmm. Billy West. Yep. Tia and Tamara Mowry. 
Yeah. Carlos Alizraki. Yeah. Tom Kenny. You know, SpongeBob himself. Yeah. D. Bradley Baker. Um, yeah. Again, this this was one of these shows where the guys took it because they went, we need a paycheck. We got to well, put our kids in oh, races. <laughs> you know, the, the, the one thing I'll say about this voice cast specifically is these people like Tara Strong and Billy West and all of those people, they were making their mark in the 90s. Like, they they weren't just starting out, but they were building their careers. Oh, yeah. And this is one of those shows that is pretty much a stepping stone, be careful you don't hit the landmine on the edge of the rock kind of thing. And obviously... Billy West, Tara Strong, Carlos, uh, whatever, you know, all of these voice actors and actresses have gone on and done better. I mean, you know, Billy West, you know, he's currently bashful on the 7D. He's, you know, he does, you know, Fry, Zoidberg, all that stuff on Futurama. Tara Strong, she's the most popular pony in the world at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, she's Harley Quinn. She's everywhere. Oh my um, god! I forgot that she was Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. You're right. I, I, it wasn't until you said it. I'm like, oh crap! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but the detention is something. And I tried looking at this on YouTube, and I'm like, wow. This yeah. just there are just certain subjects that no one should make a cartoon series about, and being in detention is one of them. Yeah, I, th- I. I mean, I'll I'll put it to you this way, folks. May he may the man rest in peace. But Heath Heath Ledger said it best in Ten Things I Hate About You. When it comes to detention, it's not every day you find a girl that will flash someone to get you out of detention. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Um. That's what you get for that seven dwarf joke a couple of weeks ago, you asshole. <laughs> yes, I deserve that. I deserve that. <laughs> yeah, this this thing was bad. I mean, the one episode that I remember seeing that stuck in my head, mm-hmm. they have basically the the one main character whose whose name is uh, Sharina Wicket, and she's she is a Wiccan, you know. Mm-hmm. She basically loves reading horror stories, performs seances. She's a goth girl, follows Wicca. Just bizarre out there. She was trying. She was going to stay out of detention. She wasn't going to do anything that was going to get her in. Right. All of her friends got into detention. Even the little teacher's pet, Kiss Ass. You know, Shelly Kelly. She got in, and, and Shelly Kelly just reminded me of like she was kind of like this skinny ass. Raggedy Ann is the best way to describe her, but she always ran around in like a Girl Scout uniform. And I never could figure that out. I was like, what the hell? But they've got him, they've got her in there, and like all these other friends of hers are getting detention, and then she finally does at the very end. She goes, you know what? I'm going to be in detention just because I want to, because I choose to be. What the fuck? You know, she, she screws up in front of Miss Kilskillia just so she can get into detention. And it just, it's so damn stupid. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, I love the voice actors, you know, but there, there's only so much that they can do again. Um, yeah, it, it, and I, I think it's time I make my comparison as to how bad this one was compared to something else. <laughs> Recess was the Transformers. Yeah. Detention is the next thing we're going to be talking about. Challenge of the GoBots. This show is just horrible. Yes. I, I, I'm going to start by saying something that you had said on TuneCast. Tunecast uh, Classic, when you talked about this. The best part of this show, absolute best part of this show, was the theme song. There was nothing else that was good about this. Okay. No. Yes, there were good voice actors in this. Yeah. But 
that, that it doesn't help. There's no possible way to <laughs> help this show. It doesn't help. Yeah, it doesn't help. You know, and the worst part about this is that two of the voice actors were actual Transformers. Mm-hmm. That's what makes my head hurt about this show. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so, so let's talk real quick. This show here, Challenge of the Gobots, it was an American animated series that was produced by. Man, I can't believe I'm saying this. Hanna Barbera. <laughs> yeah. Huh? It was based on the that's, Gobots. That's why the theme song is so good because it's Hanna Barbera. True. <laughs> yeah. True. Uh, it was based on the Gobots toy line that was released from. Oh God, this is making me cringe. Tonka. Mm-hmm. Yes, folks, the same ones that made the kick-ass, you know, trucks and stuff, the metal trucks that we all love to play with as kids, and now they're not metal, they're plastic because too many kids cut themselves on them. Bullshit. Uh, you know, you go from that company that made those cool kick-ass things to making cheap-ass knockoff robots. Mm-hmm. There's no way other to call it, you know. And I'm going to have to put the clip from Clerks 2. With with uh, <laughs> Jason Lee, and he starts talking back and forth about how the GoBots were the blue light special, the, the Kmart of the Transformers world. Yeah. Oh, the, 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 uh, man, this thing leaves a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, what, to give you an idea of how bad this show is, if nobody's ever seen it, and by God, don't waste your time, okay? The characters that they came out with, the names of the characters, okay, you can tell that they're not really original. They had Leader One, Psykill, mm-hmm. Copter. <laughs> Who the fuck thought of these names? You know? Uh, there's, um, <clears throat> I'm trying to see. Oh my god. <laughs> the Master Renegade is Master Splinter from Turtles. It's Peter Renna. Oh my God, Peter Renaday! Wow. Oh, um. Uh, you got more than one Transformers voice actor in this show. Yeah. Oh my God. Hans Cu- Han- Hans Cuff was Phil Hartman. Yes. Mobius, one episode. Alan Oppenha- Oppenheimer, Skeletor himself. Um. But, uh, oh my god, you got one, two, three, four, about six different Transformers voice actors. You got Frank Welker, you got Paul Eiding, you got Michael Bell, Peter Cullen. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know. <sighs> yeah. It, uh, 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 again, this is making my head hurt thinking about this. You yeah. Know, um. <laughs> You know, Lionel Hutz playing as a GoBot. <laughs> I know, I know. Optimus Prime as a GoBot. <sighs> Here's the thing with this show. And the reason why there are so many people out there who do remember this show is because it actually came out before Transformers. And if I remember correctly, it was like a year to the day before Transformers when it came out. Um, Let me see. Original airing for the miniseries was October 29th, 1984. Uh, Transformers came out September 8th, 84. Okay. So So basically a month. They're they're a month apart. A month. Excuse me. No, actually, no, two months. It was August 8th, 1984. (sighs) Oh. God. So Transformers did come first. I don't care what anyone says. Transformers in the cartoon world came before GoBots. Yes, the GoBots toys were out before the Transformers toys, but Transformers came first, damn it. And Transformers or GoBots is kind of like that age-old thing with Star Wars fans. Did Greco or did Han shoot first? It doesn't matter. There, you know, <laughs> Han was a badass. Greedo was not. Yeah. Transformers is awesome. GoBots is not. It, it, <laughs> I, what gets me is that they came up with a movie 
on this. And they did this again to try and beat the Transformers movie that was coming out, which... Well, Never going to happen. Yeah, I, I, I will admit... Okay, I'm going to say this, and Mike, I know I'm probably going to take flack from you, but I'm going to say it anyway. The Transformers movie was not all that great. Uh, it was it was good. You know, it was a hell of a lot better than the GoBots Challenge of the Rock Lords. Mm-hmm. Okay, or Battle for the Rock Lords, whatever the hell the movie was called. I forget. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of these things. I... I remember wanting to see Transformers the movie when it came out. I begged my parents to take me to see it. Nobody, they couldn't find it playing at any theaters near us. Mm. You know, despite the fact that there were six theaters around us, none of them had Transformers. You know, mm. I wanted to hear so bad Stan Bush singing the the <laughs> Touch. You know, because that was I remember seeing on MTV. They were showing a music video for the touch and, and Stan Bush is singing it and they're showing Optimus Prime transforming. And I was like, that's cool. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, well, you know, they were playing GoBots at the local movie theater in town. I thought, well, you know, I, I missed out on Transformers. I, I'll, I'll get my dad to take me to see this. I got sick that day. <laughs> Um, Good lord! You just can't catch a break. No, no. <laughs> I, I, I think I was suffering from heat stroke. I don't know. I went to go see the movie with my dad. Dad, I'm sorry. I don't know how you sat through that thing with me. I, I tried <laughs> to come back and watch the film again because YouTube had the entire thing on on there at one point. <sighs> oh, did they? <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. It did. I I, I got through about. 45 minutes and I went, I can't watch this shit anymore. It's that bad. And, and I mean, I, I remember seeing, you know, in my head, I remember liking the show and thinking this was a great show when I was a kid. And now mm-hmm. I'm realizing I must have, you know, all the, the cereal that I ate as a kid, the, the sugar and all that must have messed up my head to think that this was good. That's all I can figure. <laughs> you know, I mean... See, even with the, the names, okay. Transformers had Cybertron. Cybertron mm-hmm. sounded cool. Gobots had Gobotron. Sounds mm-hmm. like something out of Fraggle Rock. See, I always thought it was Gobotatron. <laughs> oh. No, Gobotron. I remember that. And, and the characters that were there, the, the people who were there, were Gobings. Oh my god, that's so lame. Okay. Uh, again, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. You, you know, just... Uh, I feel so bad because one of the best characters on the show, you had... He, he was he was basically T-Bob from Max, from Mask. <laughs> okay, Scooter, yeah. He was a scooter, and it was voiced by Frank Welker. Mm-hmm. Freddie Jones did scooter. Yep. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, man. I, I'm sorry, there, there. Frank. I I love you. I would love to have you as an interview. I I know that there would be people that would listen for you. Mm-hmm. I know it's never going to happen, but I, I I would have to ask you, what the fuck were you on to get through this job? Because <laughs> that's about all I can think of. You and Peter. You guys had to have been, you know taking some tokes from some big old doobies while you're doing this show. Again, I will point out, like I pointed out with tension, you got to think of it in this term. These guys, okay, maybe not Frank, and I, I don't know too much about Peter, but, I mean, Frank has been doing Freddie Jones since 1969. But again, with this new type of action cartoon in the 80s, this wasn't the start of their career, but this was the point where uh, Frank Welker, he's, no, no offense to Mel Blanc, but he is the man when it comes to doing any and every kind of vocal effect or noise or or creating voices that fit characters. And oh, yeah. he's one of those people that, even if the show isn't good, as long as they pay him... <laughs> 
he'll do his, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just one of those things. You know, and that's the thing, too, is that you look at, Frank Welker did one, two, three, four, five different characters on the show. Mm-hmm. Pretty much everybody else did one, maybe two. Uh, you know, Peter Cullen did three. Right. But everybody else was just like, oh, they were one-offs. That should tell mm-hmm. you right there the quality of what Frank and what Peter can do. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sorry, Frank. You know, this is not one of your shining stars. But again, <laughs> you got paid. You know, it helped to pay for your plane and your helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the guy, the guy is, you know, he's making money off the residuals. Uh, I, I am going to mention, though, because they did have... Just recently on Facebook, I saw this. They're bringing back the toys, and they're talking about either doing another movie mm-hmm. or possibly a cartoon series. Well, a TV series, I should say, because I'm not sure if it's going to be CGI or not. If they do a TV series, they want to bring this back. You know, I think the toy companies need to test series like this out in comic book form first. Yes. Okay, like, and I'll, I'll give you a perfect example, and maybe we can do this in a future time. Okay, everybody remembers that Tim Allen movie, Galaxy Quest, right? Yes. <laughs> IDW just came out with a current ongoing series, Galaxy Quest, The Journey Continues taking place directly after the events of the film or somewhere about somewhere after the events of the film and they're they're reminding everybody of course i'm sure not a lot of not a lot of people liked or enjoyed galaxy quest i i don't rem- i don't remember i got to watch it again to find out if i liked it or not i it's been so damn long well, i thought I'm it was so- hilarious cuz it was it was basically just a complete spoof of star trek mhm you know i i love yeah. it because of that yeah, uh, but they're now coming. They, IDW now has a comic book series uh, about that with those characters. And it's going to, that's what really piques my interest now. Not necessarily saying a toy company needs to have another piece of media, even though I know that's their kind of, like, in, in order for us to get new He Man toys or new. Transformers toys or new whatever, there has to be a cartoon series to go along with it. And if there aren't any toy, if, if the toys aren't selling, uh, your favorite 2011 cartoon series is a perfect example of this. Bandai, Bandai fucked up Thundercats like no tomorrow. And because of that, they canceled the animated series for Thundercats. I, I hate that notion that one part of the property is, re- is completely reliant on the other part of the property doing well. And I just, I know a lot of people out there love GoBots. We don't. Uh, but I know a lot of people out there love GoBots. I just can't. Like, if they want to do a new cartoon series and update the animation style, whether it's CGI, whether it's, you know, Adventure Time looking or whatever the hell, I that's fine. But we do not need, you know what? You know what I wish GoBots would do? I wish GoBots would... Go to live action. Go to the big screen and have Michael Bay direct it. So everyone can still say, Michael Bay is raping my childhood like Starscream rapes giant metal bugs. Oh my god. That would be that would be perfect. That would be <laughs> I perfect. I know, right? He couldn't make it suck any worse. <laughs> Could he? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. You know, it's one of those things. It's just like he he destroyed Transformers and why they had to make a fourth one and and not have Greg Berger speaking as Grimlock, I'm still not sure of, but that's a whole other topic. Um, You know, it's – cartoons like this need to stay dead. This is one that should not be coming back. I don't care how much they say that Tonka and, you know – Hasbro now because Hasbro owns Tonka. Hasbro has a good thing going on with Transformers. Don't bring this back. Don't make people remember this and go, oh yeah, this is why we like Transformers so much better. Don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. It's not worth the funds. It's not worth the money. Mm. 
Yeah, no. So I, I think that we're pretty much good here. With oh, absolutely. This, you know, <laughs> We've run this into the ground. Yeah, it, we're done. We're done, we're done, we're done. We're going to stick a fork in it call it done. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, I, I know that we've, we're still going to be doing the failed franchises February. We're continuing on on that. Uh, take a look here because we've got for the next one. We're going to talk about this is a fail. I, I think the next ones we're going to talk about a little bit will be things that were actually decent. But, you know, that we liked, but kind of got shit canned because people just didn't want to watch it or they didn't mm-hmm. find it as funny. Uh, what are we going to be talking about? Things like uh, the Clerks animated series. Uh, I, I'm going to make mention of the Wild Wild West series. I, I liked the series growing up as a kid. The movie was awful, but, you know, I mean, we'll definitely talk about some of this stuff. Uh, and, of course, Land of the Lost. We. I've got to cover that just for a little bit. You know, Sid and Marty Croft, they were smoking some serious crack. All, all of their shows were, you know, they were drug trips. There's no, no two ways about that. So basically what you're saying is they were the Seth MacFarlane and Seth Rogen of their time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, come on. When you have, when you've got Witchy Poo running around and, and you've got H.R. Puffin stuff. Oh god! We got names like HR Puff and stuff, and there's a magic flute that looks like a bong. All I can think of is um, I don't remember who did the voice for him, but all I can think of is when we talked about the Seven D. I forgot to bring up um, the episode Big Bad Sneezy, where you have a Christopher Walken sounding big bad wolf who actually works for Huff and Puff Incorporated. Oh God. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so we'll have to talk about all that stuff next week. Oh yeah. There, there's plenty more coming folks. And you know, we'll, we'll cover some of our favorites out there and some, some good stuff, what we liked and, and we'll definitely move on. Uh, Mike, do you have anything over there on GeekCast Radio that you want to talk about? Uh, just head on over to the site, geekcastradio.com, and check it out. We've got almost six years' worth of content right now. Um, uh, I just did the pullback episode where we talked about the TMNT Ghostbusters crossover from IDW. Um, what else? What else? What else? I did, uh, we did Remote Control Dallas Season 2 currently as of this recording. Um, Season 2 of the 2012 series, folks, the, the sequel series from TNT. Uh, yeah, just head on over, check out all the stuff we got. We got a bunch of stuff over there at geekcastradio.com. All right. And for those of you who are listening here, we are uh, on Talking About My Generation. We come out and visit us on our webpage at mygenerationpodcast.com. You can write us an email at mygenerationpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, leave us feedback. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, you can reach us at, uh, I am at S-P-R-Z-O-U-T, Sprizout. Mike? TFG1 Mike. Okay. Uh, we do look forward to hearing from you guys. Please go out and leave us feedback on iTunes if you think that we're great. Leave us feedback anywhere that you think will be good for us. Uh, we'll go ahead and finish out the show here. Mike, I'm going to take your hint. I'm going to put in Little Richard's <laughs> Tutti Fruity here at the end. Uh, you don't even have to put in the whole song. What you got to do is put in the one line. Tutti Fruity, oh, Rudy.
indeed. Boy, you don't know what you do to me. Do the food. Oh, Rudy. What you do to me, to the food? 